Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dreams Unlimited Travel Podcast. My name is John Magi, and I will be your host. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about Disney Cruise Line itineraries that were released um, just a few weeks ago, actually. And these are for the summer of 2018. I'm joined at the table by our panel of experts, agent consultant for Dreams Unlimited Travel, Tracy Heinrichs. Hi, everyone. Client Services Manager for Dreams Unlimited Travel, Kevin Close. Howdy. And back in our production facility, we have our producer, Craig Williams. Hello. Again, thank you, everybody, for joining us. Thank you guys for being here. Um, One of the first shows we did earlier this year was we talked about uh, Disney Cruise Line itineraries. And at that time, we didn't have... Uh, summer of 2018 cruises. Disney Cruise Line had not released those yet to the public. And since we recorded that show, they have since released those sailings. Um, not all of 2018 have been released. These are the summer sailings. And these are, there's a lot of special sailings in here. So we thought they deserved uh, a good look at. You know, there are the usual uh, seven-night Eastern and Western Caribbeans out of Port Canaveral and things like that. But we're going to take a look at what we're considering the special cruises and the cruises that seem to be getting the most attention from our clients and from folks out there who are interested in cruising. So, Tracy, tell us one of the ones, the first one that you think is uh, cool, special, and is also getting a lot of buzz about it. Um, I think the 11-night Southern Caribbean that the Fantasy's doing Traditionally, a Southern Caribbean is a seven-night happening out of San Juan. It's unique to Disney to do these longer ones. They are also doing two of these this summer of 17. Um, so this is probably the first one. And so what makes it unique, of course, as I said, it's it's going out of Port Canaveral, so you don't have that flight to San Juan. Um, and traditionally, it's been one of the classic ships doing a Southern. So it is, you know, it is summer. What I've also done is um, you had asked that I get some sample pricing for these. So what I've done is I've used, because they're summer itineraries, I thought more families. So I've priced for a family of four, a couple adults, a couple kids, um, and I've used a deluxe inside stateroom as a baseline for the pricing and it really only for comparison's sake between the different itineraries obviously if you wanted a balcony or an ocean view these prices would be different but i kind of just i had to choose one so that's the one i chose make a decision right yeah and so it's the end of you know this sailing is the end of june um i think june 30th they're doing this one yep um a family of four on this sailing on an inside over thirteen thousand dollars thirteen thousand in an inside stateroom. Yes. Now, again, this is a longer cruise. It is. There, it it's is a unique very, itinerary. Very port-intensive cruise. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you're, that's part of the cross. Right. You're going to Aruba, Barbados, Martinique, St. Kitts, Puerto Rico, of course, Castaway Key. So, cool ports of call, but still expensive. Yeah. Especially so, for an inside stateroom. What I want to say is this. Um, summer cruising with all cruise lines, but especially Disney, considering the clientele, is top of the price grid. I mean, it's comparable to Christmas week. It's, you know, this is 
these are top dollars. So if you, why would you then choose to cruise in the summer? People say, so there's a whole slew of people who have no choice. Yeah. If they want to cruise, whether it be, they work in education or whether they can't take the kids out of school, this is their choice. So there's that. And then there's a second group of people who choose to cruise during the summer because this is when Disney is bringing out the specialty, you know, the specialty itineraries. And if you're a platinum cruiser with Disney, there's a lot of repetitiveness. So when it's something unique or different. So there are reasons people would choose these. I would say to you this, because even seven night Eastern and Western are still happening throughout the summer. But again, you're paying a lot more for these than you're paying during the rest of the year. So if you don't have to cruise in summer, don't. (laughs) You know, if it's not for one of those other reasons... Don't do it because the prices are at a premium. So do you that's have any other pricing, or was that just the one? I just I'm just going with yeah, one for really each. High for yeah, just to give us an idea, um, you know, kind of where we're at with What's it. What's happening? So now that this is the fantasy, doing mm-hmm. this special eleven night, will there still be seven night cruises this week? Do we know? I think what they're going to do. Um, I don't. I, I was just thinking that as I was looking, there's going to be some kind of a shorter cruise in there somewhere. Um, there's going to be something they're going to do to readjust to get back on their alternating seven-night gotcha. schedule. I didn't jot it down. I'm sure I could look it up and find it. But I was just curious because yeah. I just noticed. I said, this is a fantasy. I don't know what else. Right. There's going to be something in there to make up for those other three days to bring it back on schedule. Uh, and I think people are going to book this, even absolutely. at this price. Oh, absolutely. Sure. People will book it. Um, now, let's go to the dream. The dream you know, for the most part, alternates three and four night Bahamas at a Port Canaveral. This summer, in most of June and into early July, it's doing um, four and five night double dip cruises, they're called. So double dip, for those that don't know, these are cruises that go to Castaway Key twice. Um, So they're doing, what's unique in 18 is that they're doing four night double dips in addition to five nights. Yeah. So that's a unique. So they're going to be doing those through June, um, early July. They should just do seven nights where they go to Castaway Key every day. Right. I, I it would sell. <laughs> right, exactly. It would totally sell. Make a little stopover, I don't know, wherever you have to go. Exactly. By yep. know, Atlantis. But for the rest of the time, go to Castaway Key. That's what that port's called, isn't it? By Atlantis? I, by Atlantis. <laughs> I only know things by casinos. <laughs> so give you an idea of sample pricing on that. A four night on this double dip in June, early July is coming in at about fifty eight ninety. So about fifty nine hundred bucks for a family of four, again on an inside. Yeah, man. A five night, so for that extra night, um, just over sixty six hundred. Wow. So again, you know, do the math. I would think there's other times of the year if you didn't have to sail during this time where you could do a back to back three and four night. For cheaper and come in close to that or less, I I would think, in my opinion. And I mean, I don't have anything scientific to back me up, but I'm betting. Um, I gotta tell you, I mean, I think what's happening is Disney is telling people, put your money where your mouth is, right? Because people always say, oh, all I want to do is go to Castaway Key. Why can't I go there twice? Why can't we stay overnight? They're saying, okay, let's try it and see how much are you willing to pay for this itinerary. So we'll see, right? We'll see. Um, let's go to the wonder next. The wonder for the last little bit, um, this and in 17 and in 18 included is going to be going to Alaska again. So they're sailing out of Alaska. I'm sorry. They're not sailing out of Alaska. They're sailing out of Vancouver doing seven night Alaska with the exception of this special nine night itinerary. This nine night is, um, 
Yes. Totally just lost my train of thought. <laughs> I was going to say, you stopped talking. Yeah, you, know, you just witnessed <laughs> No, it wasn't me. You're buffering right now. <laughs> right, right. Wait for it to refresh. Right. Okay. So what the Nine Night is doing, it's added a couple things. So it's doing um, Icy Strait. Like, it's doing Icy Strait as an additional port. And it's do- visiting the Hubbard Glacier, which would be of extreme interest to Craig's father. <laughs> Who's very he's a interested. Hubbard Glacier aficionado. Yes, he he's very interested in seeing the Hubbard Glacier. Um, so with that, it's two extra stops. And it's unique because um, Alaska tends to be seven-night round trip where you just get into the tip. So you're doing Seattle or Vancouver seven-night round trip or kind of the seven-night one-ways where you might be leaving from Seattle or Vancouver and ending in Alaska. So this is a little bit of, you know, uh, something extra. Uh, a nine night for that family of four is coming in just under ten thousand five hundred dollars. Again, in an inside, um, give you an idea. A seven night is about eighty two hundred, eighty two fifty. Now, keep in mind these prices are at the time I checked. Right, they're going to change. Exactly. This is strictly for comparison only. It's just to give you an idea. So you're paying about twenty two hundred dollars more for that extra two nights. That family of four. Um, so I'll have people say, "Is that is you know that extra port icy straight worth it?" Uh, maybe it is to people who have been to Alaska a few times and looking for something different. I think the fact that it's going to the Hubbard Glacier would be worth it because it is more unique for some. And the Hubbard Glacier, that's not a stop stop. That's no. Like it's we remember arm. we did Tracy Arm. It yeah. would be very similar. You to get that. close, yeah, right. You chip off your ice for your drink. Apparently, apparently, it's incredible. It really is. I understand that. I have a question for you. Why didn't to. Canada try to take back this part of Alaska from us? It's basically it ours. It seems like it's I Canada mean, to me. It, we figured out a way that we could still visit it and you pay for it. Because <laughs> 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 are smart. We are. We're very smart. <laughs> it's basically, healthcare. if you look at a map, yeah. and the funny thing is about these Alaska cruises, for the majority of the time, you're actually in Canada. You know, and we, I forget where we were. It might have been Skagway, where uh, the gentleman at port, we were talking about being from Canada, and he said, oh, just on the other side of that mountain is actually Canada. <laughs> so it's, it's kind of funny. That's the first part you're going to go when you invade. Yeah, it's that's right true. That that's where we're going to do it. This is one of those things where you think, okay, my American ge- geography education has failed me. Because looking at these maps, I realized that that's, I thought Alaska was all the way up to that big, no. you know, part of, plot of land up there. No, Alaska starts down there. Mm-hmm. All right. I just thought I had to share that. Thank you for sharing. I thought I wanted to share that. Sharing is caring. Move it ahead. Is. This looks like fun. It looks like a fun itinerary. I would love to do it. I don't know that $9,000 is worth it for this length of stay. 10000 And that's in an inside. The that's way, in a room without windows or without doors. The way we would travel. <laughs> <laughs> this is the way Tracy would travel. The way you would travel would be $443,000. Yeah, <laughs> I know you're going to put that up on the monitor for there we go. I'm, my eyesight's terrible. So let's go on now to Europe. So the Magic has been going to Europe for the summer. So you will have, you'll have a transatlantic on either side of that. And with Alaska, we were just talking about, you'll have a Panama Canal on either side of those sailings. Um, but those are kind of typical, so we didn't really include those in this particular show. We've talked about them before. Um, this one here is a little bit unique to Disney this year, or for 18, that it's doing Rome to Barcelona. So as opposed to just, you know, it's very common to do round trip, you know, round trip Barcelona. Right, usually out of Barcelona. Right. Or out of or something um, like that. They're going to Milan, which is new for Disney 
um, next year. And so, as you can see from this itinerary... Again, that's one of those things where you're going to Rome, but you're going to Chittavecchia. Right. You're going to Milan, but you're going to Genoa. So, it's right. not, you can't park in yeah. Rome. In Milan, I mean. Milan and Rome are not on the coast. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, no, that's cool. I, that, that's so, if you look awesome. at this itinerary, what I like about it is very port-intensive. So, you know, you've only got one sea day. You're getting to visit a lot of different places. Uh, so, this is a... I think this is a good one. Like to Milan. Mm-hmm. You've also um, you've you've done um, cans as well, right? As part of a Mediterranean yeah, cruise, we were there for a couple of hours, and we hired a car mm-hmm. who drove us around. Yeah, and was typically, that the, did we go to Monaco or is that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got hit by a bus in Monaco. You did. <laughs> we actually we drove on the track for the Monaco Grand Prix. Remember our car went actually on the because they were setting up the stanchions for the track. Am I getting that completely wrong? Yeah, because it happens right on the surface roads. Yeah, well that's what I'm saying. Oh, we, we drove the we drove the circuit of the race. Right, but there's not a track. Well, what I'm saying is they laid out where the cars would go, and our driver drove those yeah. very same roads. Front row seat we have, Craig. Yep. Keep going. Well, <laughs> what he's saying is technically true, but he made it sound like there was a separate right. place you went. Right. Oh, well, I got gotcha. you. But I did get hit by a bus in Monaco. I was trying to go the, the moral wider of the story side. Is Monte you Carlo. You got I did. I got, I got knocked down by a bus. <laughs> um, now, with, with these itineraries, I do think uh, shore excursions – are kind of the norm because as you alluded to you're in a lot of places you're in a kind of you're in an industrial a shipping, little port yeah, a shipping dock and you really kind of have to travel to get to I don't if you're remember, thinking you're going to see the last supper it's going to be a ways away i don't remember the port in con in was it i know we had to take a car to see the actual place where like the movie stuff happened but did we dock in a place that was more industrial i don't remember i don't know what you're talking about where the ship Let's docked. Move on. What movie? Oh, the Cannes Film Festival. Yeah. yeah, we docked a little bit further out, and we drove down right. in. We were there just before the Cannes Film Festival happened. Yeah, so you can't really like walk that on your own from the ship. You would have to take either a car, or right. a short excursion. This seems like a lot of fun. So I would think this is a great itinerary. Yeah, so, so let's you, cost on this one. Yeah. Uh, cost on this one is just under 7200 for that family of four. Mm-hmm. So getting more into what I would consider the ballpark a little. Yeah. You know, it doesn't seem as extreme. That 11-night that Southern Caribbean is such a hard pill to swallow. Yeah. Um, but this one seems a little more in the ballpark, I would think. Um, also, I think probably because it's a little bit of a repositioning. Right. You know, you got to figure people now would have to do two different flights type of thing. So Disney's taking that into consideration that most people might not do it for that reason. So then then the rest of the med cruises are going to be out of Barcelona? Uh, there's there's a variety of schedule. The, the ship is really all over the place throughout the summer. Like now you can pull up the one that's doing a northern U, uh, Europe cruise from Copenhagen. So I don't think there's a – you could say there's a norm for the summer. Okay. There's a variety of things happening in length and, and departures. Um, so you've got um, – and this is all the magic. Yes, it's all the magic there for this. So once you get into August, it's doing a, a little bit more of the northern stuff. Um, like this particular one is Russia and Finland and Sweden. There's an 11-night version of this as well that's a little bit longer out of Dover. Uh, these, you know, there's. I think there's going to be different, differing opinions on cruises to Russia. And it'll be interesting to see um, if it affects if the political climate affects 
you know, the travel part of that. I know there are some people who would choose not to right. um, support that in any way. Some people who would, but maybe skip those ports. Stay on obviously, the ship. could be a possibility. Obviously, personal choice. Um, but these northern cruises, they tend to be popular. In my, I have a feeling that Disney's kind of done this for the last little bit, and I don't know that they still have the same demand that they once did. So it'll be interesting to see how this works in eighteen if they're going to start changing things up for nineteen. This is one of those things where you know when you first, they first did it, they were so popular, right? And people clamored for more. And now that they're well, it had a lot to do with that movie Frozen, yeah. and, wanted and that wanted people wanted to go to Norway. Yeah, yeah. And then you so, get the one and Duns and right. And the other thing is as well, you. Oh my God. Like, what's happening to me? It's like old age. I just lost it again. <laughs> this is why I have to tell my Grand Prix story. Right. I have to fill in the spaces when you're not <laughs> <Yes>. talking. <laughs> I have, so, there's a method to my madness. You know, let's look a little bit. You know, this is the seven night. Uh, Craig, you could flip on to the 11 night as well. Looking at pricing on the two of these, the seven night is coming in somewhere around 7700 for that family of four and an inside. The 11 night jumps to close to $12,000. Um, so there's there's a gap there um, of the two prices. So, you know, I think, I don't know, I think maybe the Disney's gone to the well a little bit too many yeah. times with these itineraries. It may even be as simple as they agreed to so many years. I don't know what, their, well what be, their agreement yeah. is with certain ports, ports, and that's why they're continuing to do it. Um, you but know, it'll, we, it'll be interesting to see what happens. We also talked about this on other shows about cruise lines, but we also talked about it a little bit with the package show. <laughs> Is that people get excited about stuff and they book it. Yeah. So, oh my gosh, look at this cruise. This cruise looks so great. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to book it and I'm going to hold our stateroom. And then as time gets a little bit closer, you really can't afford it. Yeah. It sounded like a great trip, but now look at the logistics of having this done. So then people wind up canceling these cruises and they're not as full as Disney would hope. Um, um, the let's sw- let's switch over to one of the Norwegian Fjord cruises. Uh, there's a seven night coming on the end of August. Um, this one is doing, you know, the Norway, um, I think it has a stop in Copenhagen as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, these, these are really, the, the Norwegian cruises are, are becoming popular, even with other cruise lines I'm noticing. And they're ke- getting a lot of attention, this part of the world. And to me, this is fascinating. I would love to, I would love this to do like one of these. For sure. Yeah. Um, and again, round trip out of Dover, England, so it makes it a little yep. bit easier for a family to fly in and out. So what's happening on this one, you'll notice the price dropping. We're looking at about 5800 to do this for a family of four. It's a bargain. Sort of. It sounds like it after all the other prices. <laughs> it it's also the end of August. It's August 26th. Yeah. So while where I'm from, school doesn't go back to after Labor Day. This is still, you know, there's a lot of areas where school is already back at this point. Or people so, are getting ready for school. Right. And so this, um, I think the timing of this is probably more indicative of the price than necessarily the itinerary. Um, and then bring up another one, Craig. There's another one there we have of the British Isles. In 17, they're doing a longer British Isles. Um, but next year, they're doing on September 2nd, a seven-night British Isles. And the pricing on that's not coming in too bad. It's coming in about 5200 for that family of four. I know I have a lot of... Um, 
couples doing that one. That one had a lot of, of all the summer itineraries, I think that was the one that had the most interest for a lot of my clients. So you got two stops in Ireland mm-hmm. and a stop in Scotland. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of cool. And what's unique about it being seven nights, often a British Isles is 11, 12 night cruise. And for those who don't have that time, kind of time to invest yep. in a cruise, it's also September 2nd. So again, probably not going to work for all families and all kids. If you really wanted to work it out, you could do that August 26th Norwegian Yeah, cruise. do it back-to-back. That would be interesting. Really? Mm-hmm. Really, for the price of what you're looking at some of these other ones to do. <laughs> I think I hear a hint dropping. <laughs> what do we know about, and I'm going to get people at home are going to scream at me, what do we know about the schools in the U.K.? Are they on the same schedule we are? So are they? Are their kids going back to school early September? Sure. Well, if you and Kevin could have another argument, I could Google it. <laughs> if you could entertain the people. <laughs> it wasn't a separate track. It's the streets of Monaco and Monte Carlo. All right. You weren't hit by a bus. I was hit it by was. a bus. <laughs> I was. You were. I was there. I know. I saw it. I got knocked down. So I was just wondering if maybe that some of these might be timed for the region, but... And not so much an American audience. I'm guessing it's like here where it varies a lot. Like I pulled up a school calendar. Um, it's taken me, it's basically showing me every month of the year. I wonder if they have year-round school. There's a lot of areas with year-round school yeah. now where they get blocks of time off. And we were talking about going to that where I'm from, where you know you would go to school for so many months, maybe have two week or a month blocks off more often throughout the year. I don't know. So all of our UK listeners right, they're all are yelling at, at this. Why computer. don't you know when my kids go to school? Uh, sorry. What do we think is going to happen with these new ships? Are we thinking that Disney is just going to plop a ship down in Europe and that's going to be... It's possible. Over? I think the new ships, we're going to see the new ships do the... Um, the Orient, Asia. I, I think they're going to take over what the Dream and Fantasy are doing now because those are the moneymaker those are the you know the quick. And we'll see the dream the, of the fantasy go. I think we'll see the, and I think the problem we are going to have with the dream and fantasy, and we see it with other cruise lines, they're going to be limited about where they can put these mm-hmm. ships. Um, so might see one out on the west coast. Yeah, doing Mexican Riviera. You might. Um, you see the magic and wonder doing something like that. Um, it may be time that they decide they're going to put one of the ships down in Miami, Fort Lauderdale area, f- full time. As gonna opposed see them to go part to Asia. of the year. You think Asia? Yeah, I could see it for part of the year. Servicing sort of the Asian uh, parks, mm-hmm. perhaps? Maybe. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. All I, of the I other cruises think. are, um, Royal Caribbean is bumping up their Asian cruises. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Celebrity is bumping up their Asian I cruises. I don't think they could send the Dream and Fantasy to do that. I think I don't know that the ports would allow a ship of that size, but I could certainly see them doing this. Send one of the classic ships. Um, I've not been there, so I don't know how big one of the yeah. ports plastic are. ships? Classic. Oh. <laughs> That is cheaply made. Wow. No plastic ships. Now he's turning on me, too. (laughs) Now you argue with him. I'll Google stuff. (laughs) So this is what I want to say. Um, These summer prices, it's it's a hard pill to swallow sometimes, and I'm finding it more and more with my clients. Um, They're just – and a lot of my repeat platinum cruisers are just saying – we've we just can't or there's some who are still loyal to it and they do it on a regular basis so it's where you're at i understand if you're not there anymore um it's a hard pill to swallow i think um a couple suggestions i'll make for you i'm noticing this year if you're still thinking about summer of 17 and you haven't made plans you're flexible you're looking at last minute you know maybe wait it out 
maybe see what they're doing last minute. Are there going to be guarantee rates? Um, the 10 and 11 night Southern Caribbean that the fantasy's doing this year in 17, they still have quite a bit of availability. Hmm. There's um, 10 and 11 night Norwegian Fjord cruises this year in 17 that still have what looks to be quite a bit of availability. That's um, a little bit harder to do on a last minute yeah. guarantee because you've got to figure out your flights and all that stuff. But yeah, that Southern Caribbean one, if they drop the price mm-hmm. on that. There's the British Isles, I don't think sold the way that they were hoping it would. It's it, There's some weird things happening. I'm not sure. There's some things that didn't sell this year that they repeat it next year. Uh, I'm not 100% sure where their mindset is I on that. I think you're right. I think there had to be some kind of commitment could be. to get that port. Yeah. And so they might have had to commit for two, three years, something like that. Yeah. And so that's why they're continuing to go back there. But um, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, both of you are doing it now. <laughs> it's contagious. <laughs> you know, I realize this is a Disney Cruise Line centric show, and we're talking about those itineraries. But there are itineraries on other cruise lines Absolutely. that are very similar, if not identical, to these, especially the European ones, that would come in much less expensive. Yeah, yeah. In some cases, again, it's still summer, so maybe not much less. But I there's a there's a lot of options out there, especially on like a British Isles cruise. Celebrity has some really great British Isles itineraries. Royal Caribbean's doing some stuff too. Um, you know, there's other options out there. Just know that if you don't have to sail with Disney in the summer. Don't. If you want to do Alaska, but you're a little bit flexible in schedule, doing it at the beginning or the end of the season can make a big difference in your price. So cruising Alaska in May as opposed to July, this can make a big difference. Doing some of these European sailings, as you can see when we get to the end of August, September, you know, how the rate changes quite a bit. So... I think there are fun itineraries. I think there's a couple yep. exciting itineraries out there. But again, I, I you hit the nail on the head with this pricing is just a little bit scary. Right. And... You know, where does it go from here? I mean, are we talking about, are we at the top of the tier at $13,000? Well, we keep thinking that every year. Yeah. We think, well, they couldn't possibly. And then, oh, yep, they could. <laughs> they can go just a little bit higher. A little bit higher. And they and, push it and they and want they, to see what people are going to do. They do. And then, I, I don't know what the end game is. I'm not sure at this point. I think it's, let's see what we can do and what people are willing to pay. And let's just do it. Yeah. And then when they can't fill it, then they'll start offering specials and discounts i can tell you me personally more than once i've had one of these itineraries booked and you think i don't care it's exciting it's disney i want mm-hmm. to be on a. I want to be in europe on a disney ship i do for the i love a disney ship i think disney would do this like no other i've done alaska with disney and i've done it with royal caribbean and i've done it with princess there's no comparison disney did it considerably better than those other lines did um but when it comes time to make that final payment, and you think it's just so yeah, much. We harder. had the British Isles cruise booked for last summer, mm-hmm. sixteen, the summer of sixteen, and just couldn't pull that trigger. Yeah, that one that intrigues me is the um, Norwegian Fjord, mm-hmm. and then backing it up against the seven night British Isles cruise. Yeah. Yeah. However, we're probably gone, knowing us. We're not. It's actually an open time for us. Is it? Should we have this discussion on camera? So what was the price for an inside for Kevin? Here's <laughs> <laughs> the deal. It's for a family of four. So you and John, <laughs> Jeff and Val. Really? And an inside stand? Awesome. Kathy Schmidt can sleep on the nightstand. Yep. 
I got yeah. you all covered. Yeah. Thank you, Tracy. <laughs> all right. Thank you for bringing that stuff to us, that information for us, because this is definitely, uh, for us, new information. Uh, we were waiting and waiting and waiting, and finally 2018 came out. We do know that there is the end of 2018. Right. Disney Cruise Line itineraries. We're still waiting for those to be released. Um I don't know that we're going to see anything too special and spectacular. Not expecting anything different. Right. There might Maybe be the, something at Christmas. Yeah, even then, they haven't really been doing anything different or unique. I mean, it's always hard to know where the classic ships are going to be. Whether what's going to go to Miami? What's because usually they're kind of all back or Galveston in Florida, or like right? That, One yeah. of them will probably go to Galveston and do some of that. Um, so it's hard to know exactly what they'll do, but I'm not expecting right. any mind-blowing things. But at the time we're recording, we don't know yet what right. they're doing in the fall. Well, we have those. We'll bring those to you. Excellent. Thank you guys very much. Uh, thank you, everybody at home, for listening and watching the show. We truly appreciate it. That'll do it for this episode. We hope you have a great week, and we hope you have a great vacation. <laughs>